Hello, and welcome to the Hope and Coffee podcast, episode 8A, with me, Robin Zell. And today we are going to start by looking at Luke chapter 6, verse 37. Luke chapter 6, verse 37, as taken from the NIV translation. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Now, I have heard many talks on this particular verse, many variations of the same theme, but I have never made it my own until today. So where do I begin? Well, unsurprisingly for me, we start where we always start, outside the box, exploring my weird and wonderful mind. And in this case, we start with the movie Beauty and the Beast. Not the original animated version, but the live action version starring Emma Watson as Belle. Why, you might ask? Because my daughter Bella and I were watching it last night. And as I watched it with her, I realised there are several cases of preconceptions of judgement. Now, obviously, the one that you may think of is the beast. Yet I want to start with Belle. So in this telling of the story, we have a young and beautiful girl who is sought to be odd because she's different. She loves to read. She has her own mind. She's inventive like her father. However, she doesn't fit in. She is judged to be someone to be polite to, but not to mix with. And when she is found teaching another girl to read, she is criticised and chastised. Being different, being set apart from others, breeds fear and suspicion, much like the extreme responses we may get as believers in Christ, shunned for our beliefs. What's interesting to me is that those who are judgmental are the very ones whose memories were erased of their past transgressions, as part of the elite who used to be the prince's guests at the castle before he is cursed. But let us pause there for just a moment to look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15. Deuteronomy chapter 28 verse 15 as taken from the NIV translation. However, if you do not obey the Lord your God, and do not carefully follow all his commands and decrees, I am giving you today. All these curses will come on you and overtake you. So now let's look at the obvious example, and let's look at the prince or the beast. Now, he becomes proud and arrogant. He loves money and power and beauty. But now here's the twist. An old woman comes seeking shelter in return for a single beautiful rose. Yet the prince looks at the old woman, doesn't see the beauty of the gift and turns her away. However, she warns him not to look at outer beauty, but inner beauty. Sadly though, the prince laughs at her and still wants to send her away. But then the old woman, in front of the prince's eyes, turns into the most beautiful woman 
be seen as she's an enchantress. The prince falls to his knees and begs for forgiveness, yet it's too late, and she turns him into a beast. The only way to lift the curse is to fall in love and be loved by a woman before all the petals fall of the rose that she originally offered as a gift for shelter. See, what I love about this part of the story is that the Enchantress warns the Prince not to judge on the outer appearance. And so we come back to our opening verse. Do not judge and you will not be judged. Or in old language, judge not lest ye be judged yourself. Now in the case of Beauty and the Beast, the result is a curse to become a beast. In the case of Faith, to judge is to open ourselves to judgment from God and face eternity without him. So when we look at the prince and his judgment of the old lady, we need to stop and ask ourselves how we judge others. How do we view others? We are commanded to love one another as ourselves, yet do we love ourselves? Are we the prince, judging the outward? Or are we God, judging the inward? Let's pause again and let's look at Luke 6, verse 42. Luke chapter 6, verse 42. That's taken from the NIV translation. How can you say to your brother, Brother, let me take the speck out of your eye, when you yourself fail to see the plank in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the plank out of your eye, and then you will see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. Do we see clearly? Or do we have a plank in our eye? Here we find ourselves... Uh, a few verses on from the opening verse where we were looking at not judging and we have Jesus saying before you can take the speck out of your brother's eye first remove the plank from your own we are so often blinded by our own prejudice and by our own circumstances that have affected us and affected our ability to see things clearly. Now, when Belle first meets the beast, she sees him as mean and heartless, even deserving of his fate. In fact, there's an interesting exchange when she meets the beast and she bargains for her father's release. She comments on how unfair a lifetime in prison seems for taking a rose. And the beast responds like this. I received eternal damnation. I'm merely locking him up. Now I want to reflect on that for just a moment. And here's why. Perspective. And it comes with my first point. And the first point is this. It's a matter of perspective. To the beast, he was being fair. The punishment he was serving up was not half as bad as his punishment. Which brings me to point two. Don't let our circumstances dictate our response. And what I mean is this. The beast's circumstances, although his own fault, were horrible 
and coloured his thought process and responses. Now, if I put that in terms of faith, often the horrible circumstances we find ourselves in are a result of our own choices or the enemy attacking us. However, our greatest command is to love. And if you love somebody, you love them warts and all. Also, if we love, then we will not let hate twist us and cloud our minds in our times of hardship. In other words, we become the beast, self-loathing, lashing out, unable to accept love, let alone give love. But all it takes is for someone to see a spark of something good, and it can change our perspective, kind of like it did for the beast throughout the course of the story. But wait, you don't need another person to see it. And here's why. Because God sees it. God saw it from the beginning. It's why he had a plan. He knew that we couldn't do it by ourselves. And he sent Jesus. And Jesus set us free. God sees the good in all of us. However, let's pause again and let's look at Romans chapter 6, verse 23. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, as taken from the NIV translation. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Judgment is destructive. It's a sin, pure and simple, and the wages of sin is death. Only God can judge. And Jesus died for us so that we will not be judged at the end. Because if we were judged by God at the end without the death of Jesus, boy would we be in trouble. So if we come back to Beauty and the Beast, there is another judgment, but this one is slightly different. It's when Gaston sees the beast he uses it to hide his own wrongdoing and he tells the villagers that the beast will destroy them, which the villagers, out of fear, then agree with and form an angry mob to go kill the beast. This is a judgment out of fear from an outside influence, which brings me nicely to point three. Listen to God. Don't follow the crowd. How many times have I fallen into that trap of listening to the crowd rather than to God? Gone against what I felt God wanted out of fear of going against the crowd. Satan will use fear to try and influence our judgment, to lead us away from God. Much like Gaston, Satan uses fear and deceit to hide his schemes. In fact, the more I think about the parallels between faith and Beauty and the Beast, the more I realise how much deeper that opening verse goes. Do not judge, and you will not be judged. There are so many ways to judge. Some are more subtle than others, yet they all lead down the same path. Yet, what it boils down to is heart attitude. Do we see as God sees? Because sometimes we are Bell, 
we see something or someone one way, but then we come to see something else, something good. But it's the beast's change I love the most. When Belle's father is in trouble, he sets her free to go to him, knowing that it could be it. That could be the end. His last chance to become human again by letting go the woman he has fallen in love with. But as the old saying goes, if you love something or someone, set them free. And if it's meant to be, it will return. As Bell returns to the beast in Beauty and the Beast, Gaston locks her up to keep her out of the way so she can't warn him. But she follows after them. She returns to the beast because she has fallen in love with the man inside. That spark of good. And the same is true of preconceptions. Let them go and open up your heart. Now, I could pretty much talk about this for ages. I could go on and on. I could analyse every last bit of the film Beauty and the Beast and make analogies and go on. But I don't want to do that. I've said what I wanted to say today. And all I'm saying when it comes down to the bottom line is this. Make that verse your own. Judge not, lest ye be judged yourself. Do not judge, and ye will not be judged. What does that mean to you? Take it into your heart. Take it into your soul. And make it part of who you are. And let's not be judgmental. But let's live in God's love, seeing through God's eyes. Let us pray. Father God, I want to thank you that you sent Jesus to die for my sins, for all our sins, so that we are not judged. Because Jesus took that judgment upon himself when he was nailed to that cross, when he died for our sins. Father God, what a state we would be in if we had to face you without the blood of Jesus washing us clean. And Father God, I just pray for myself and for my brothers and sisters in Christ that as we walk this path, as we journey with you, that we would cast aside our own judgments, our own fears, our own preconceptions, and that we would see people as you see them that we would learn to see the good, that we would love as you love us, that we would not let our circumstances, those times of hardship, make us critical and self-loathing and judgmental, but that we would see past all of that and that we would hold on to your goodness and to your love and not become bitter and twisted. In Jesus' name, Amen.